Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everybody, to Herbie's Cooking Corner, where today, thankfully, we're not actually going to be doing much in the way of the kitchen, but instead making coffee and tea and hot chocolate and all sorts of drinks. And we've got all sorts of people to talk about that. I'm going to go talk about coffee. We're going to talk about tea. Tori is. And uh, maybe she'll talk about crumpets, too. I don't know. And... uh, only if people want to know about them. Yeah, only if people want to know about them. All right. I have had crump- teen crumpets before. It's, they're not bad, actually. And um, uh, Kaylala, who is also a uh, goddess, has decided to condescend to talk to us mortals at least a couple more times for the rest of this year. And this time she'll talk about how to make regular coffee. All right. So with that, one thing I do want to mention is we do have an ACB cooks list. And I got an email and I do not know if you're listening or not, so I will respond. But if you're having trouble subscribing to the Cooks List, send an email to community at acb.org and give them your name and email address and let them know you'd like to be added to the ACB Cooks List, and they will take good care of you over there. And good Yep. So that might be the easiest way to get set up. All right, with that, um, why don't we start? I will get us started by talking about uh, coffee in the Keurig, and then Tori will talk about tea, and uh, Kayla Law will talk about regular coffee, if that works for everybody. Yep. All right, so let me get the mobile version of me unmuted here. Oh, no, there's two of him. Yes, there is. But you can live, right? I don't know if we can handle this. I know, right? (laughs) Maybe between the two of us we can just about cope. Maybe. Well, you know, I could be really interesting and actually let you hear two of me at the same time, but I'm not going to do that. Okay, that I cannot handle. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't think so. So, all right. One One is plenty, one is oh wait a minute um so (laughs) let's talk about the keurig here and the keurig is the simplest way is i've got people in my kitchen i've got my mother here visiting for a week say hi hello everyone (laughs) hi sue and tori says here i'll give you a headphone hi sue hi sue there There, now she's got a headphone in Hello, everyone. Hi, Sue. Hi, Sue. Hello. Herbie, you should have a pretty accent like your mom. (laughs) (laughs) We love Herbie, and we love how he does his job on the community, so we do love him so much. Um, We love him even even though he's a brat sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty awesome. (laughs) Have a great show, guys. Thank you. Love you all. Bye. So, real quick, guys, so to answer your question, Kayla, um, and if everybody else could, please, that's that's fine if you're you're all talking, but if anybody else, if you have questions, just please stay on mute and raise your hand, and we will get to you. Um, But to answer your question about the accent, first of all, I have been accused of having bits of the accent. 
Um, I did live in England for four years, and when moving here to the States, I actually did have a British accent, so I did talk British. And uh, over the years, the bloody accent went away, except I didn't say bloody back when I was a kid. Uh, the accent just is, went, went away over the year. I think jazz choir really helped it go away because I no longer had to articulate and I had to get out of some really bad habits. But that's a whole nother story. And we want to talk about coffee and tea today. Exactly. Um, so, Kirby, your, your, your wife has her hand raised in Clubhouse. Um, we'll ask for raised hands when we're ready for them. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we'll get to uh, raised hands in just a minute. If it's, like, super important okay. and you're not hearing us, then come out here and let me know. But if it's just a general question, um, people can wait. All right, so now if I can actually talk about the Keurig... <laughs> Uh, this is the second model Keurig I've had. I've had one since at least 2014-ish. And what's really... It's not important at all, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> She's coming out here to tell me it's not important. All right. So, the Keurig is... An, the best way to describe it... So, it doesn't deal with the real coffee grounds. What you deal with are coffee pods. And these pods are not limited to just coffee, by the way. There's... One's for tea, there's one's for hot chocolate. Because I've had a ton of coffee already this morning, I'm going to do the hot chocolate ones, not that that matters. With Keurig, you do you have to be careful. You to have chocolate. Exactly. But I can, make, uh, I can do two six-ounce cups of uh, six-ounce options and do... Um, here, you finish up in my kitchen while I'm talking to the good people. No, I'm, I'm not oh. in the kitchen. Well, then why did my cupboard move? Okay, um, I can do, with the Keurig, this new one, well, even with the old one, you can do a range of 6 to 12 ounces. So if I wanted a mocha, for instance, I could do 6 ounces of coffee and then 6 ounces of hot chocolate and just stir it all together, and there you've got a mocha. Um, with the Keurig, though, you do have, I have seen several different models of Keurig, and there is one that is a carafe Keurig, and those pods are a lot bigger, and they are not a complete circle shape. They are more of like, I want to say a hexagon, and um, they are meant for like, say, if you have an office machine or you drink a carafe of coffee or whatever. These smaller ones, the regular ones, are just a... I'm going to let you hear a pod, what it sounds like. I'm shaking it. But you've got a plastic pod with a paper foil on top. And I guess it's like a paper or foil. Anyway, it's what it looks like. Unfortunately, all the pods, whether it's coffee or hot chocolate, feel the same. Some brands might feel a little bit different. and But as so long as it's the same size, it'll work in the machine. And you can reuse the pods if you want to. They're really only meant to be used once. And what's nice about these is you put it in the machine, then the lid of the machine is going to pierce the top of the pod, and you have a lot less mess than if you do things the old-fashioned way. So let's see if I can describe the Keurig. I'm going to put a mug out and put it underneath the spout here. So the bottom part of the Keurig has a movable plate that is also a water trap. 
this water trap really comes in handy, by the way, if you do something dumb, like forget to put your mug in front of the spout to start your coffee. And if your question is, have you done that, Herbie? Yes. In fact, most recently last week. And um, to this left side of the Keurig is a water container that you pour the water into. I find it easiest to pour the water from a jug, but if you prefer, you can take it off and put it under the sink, but it is really tall. At least my, the one I have for this newer model is, it's really tall. And then to the right side is the unit itself. How to describe it shape-wise? It's a large block and it has a lid with a handle. I'm going to use the handle to push the lid down like that. Now on the top, on this particular model, I have a range of buttons. The old button, I one I used to have, just had four buttons, large, medium, small, and on, and a timer function actually, so five buttons. This one has strong going from the top, and then to the right we've got Strong cold brew, 12 ounce, eight, uh, 10 ounce, 8 ounce, and 6 ounce. And I'm going to press the 12 ounce button, and then there is a center button that I'm going to press. And I'm going to hold this thing close enough to let you hear the sounds it's going to make. And there you go. And um, if you don't have any water in the thing, it just won't do anything. I've also heard of a very interesting concept. You, Some of you might be familiar with this uh, cleaning out your machine every now and then. It's, it's an interesting thing where I guess you're supposed to clean out the uh, water container because water has deposits and stuff that it leaves behind. The temperature is, I find it not too hot, not too cold. And another thing is if you just want to make tea with this thing and you have like actual tea bags, you can just uh, run water, you know, through it without having a pod in. And finally, another option is you can get 
um, plastic pods and put your own coffee in there and run the machine that way. So that is the Keurig. And with that, we will take questions and we will start in Clubhouse because I know we do have a raised hand there. Oh, she put it down. Okay, never mind. I can't keep track anymore. Or we do have a raised hand in Zoom. All right. It's a three three zero one five seven. I believe Stephanie. It's Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> yep. So anyway, yeah, uh, I never, I've never known about Kurgs before. I mean, I've heard people talk about them, but I've never, you know. Uh, I've never really actually used one. <laughs> That's why um, we're doing this call. Exactly. That's yep. That's why we do this call so that way you can learn about things that you've never known before or didn't know existed or whatever. And decide if you want to be using them later. Yep. So we hope you learned something about the Keurig there, uh, Stephanie, and. Uh, it's a neat uh, little machine. Really there are like all the way, sorts like of brands. What was that? I like the way you demonstrated it. That's pretty cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we do have um, two hands in Clubhouse. All right. Um, let's take them. All right. And if you want to raise your hand in Clubhouse, be sure to double tap the request to speak button. And then we, we will... Um, put you on stage, although Chanel was the first one, and I don't see her on stage. I see she her said she lowered her hand, category. so just, just go with who's there. Okay, then Alan, Alan Yoder would be next. All right, Alan, Hello. I wish I had your first name, because then I could be Alan Allen, but it's all good. Anyway. Yeah, then that would be amusing. It would be. Um, yes. I noticed with my Keurig, I used to have one, and then it kind of failed on me. A uh, little light came on that said descale, and I think that was the cleaning process you were talking about. Yep. And uh, uh, since it was pretty much a gift, I didn't pay for it. I ended up taking a screwdriver to it and uh, learning some very interesting things. I noticed in the demonstration you ran a few minutes ago that it did not refill the internal tank. No. Um, so first of all, Alan, I got to say, I learned something too. For instance, I've learned never to give you any gifts because uh, the <laughs> minute it goes wrong, it's probably going to get the screwdriver to it. So um, <laughs> thanks for I that suppose- lesson. It's a new version of an educational toy, I suppose. Educational toys for grown-ups. That is, yes. Um, I'll just find something cheap that I won't mind, you know, you taking apart. Like, I have an old Toshiba laptop. Would you like that as a gift? You can take that apart to your heart's content. Uh, Well, let me have the specs on it, and we'll see. um, Let's see. It's a 2011. I think it has, like, an i7 processor. It's been sitting around for a number of years collecting dust. Um, Um... I don't think I need to really take apart any laptops. I pretty much have gotten the computer area covered. I see. So I'm sure there are Keurigs that you can... And I have heard of attachments that you can do for the Keurigs that would connect it directly to the faucet. Mine you just have to do manually. And um, I'll just refill the water tank every couple of three times. 
and uh, no, no, not not the water tank there. There's an internal tank. See, this yes. is why taking apart things is good. Yes, the, I know. Mine did not. The, yes, I know what you're talking about. Mine did not fill this time either. I was kind of surprised about that. So it must be low okay. on water on the on the external tank. And um, yep. So very good. And uh, I'm sorry to see your, hear about the fate of your Keurig there. Hopefully, you get another one, and you'll well, be kinder you know, to it. Maybe that will encourage yeah, oh, you to yeah. clean yours from time to time, Herbie. Well, I'm just well, not going to let I mean, Alan near it. Oh, what were we going to say, Alan? Uh, I didn't understand that the, there was a, a light on there that said, you know, clean me. Um, and my person didn't tell me about it because it hadn't come on before. Now, well, I did not know that it had such a light either, uh, I must admit. So I learned something new there, too. You know, this is one disadvantage of machines not talking, even if it just wanted to say, hey, you want to clean me every now and then? But uh, so we yeah, need that would to be get somebody to put something in them that makes them say, excuse me, you forgot to clean me. And if you don't soon, I'm not going to work. So there. Exactly. Would you All like right. for me to tell you how to clean it? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, because we also have a Keurig, to clean the Keurig, what you would do is you would fill, you'd put a cup of white vinegar in your tank, the one you refilled, and fill it up with water to the fill line, and you would run it through your machine until it uh, runs out, and then refill it with regular water, and I usually do that twice, where I'll refill it and run it through um, two more tanks of water to make sure you get all that vinegar out. And that helps get all of that buildup from your hot water, all those minerals out of there. Very good. All right. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you, Alan. And that was Kayla Allen, who we just heard from, by the way, too. So I got to. I and Herbie, and if you were Alan Allen, we could call you AA. Yep. Could be the double A battery, keep energize the battery, keep going. All right, I understand we had a couple hands in the clubhouse. Yes, we yes we do. Um, first of all, we have we have Tony. All right, Tony, and is this the Tony? Is this Tony? Is this DJ or is this a different Tony? This is, seems to be a different yeah. Tony. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's DJ it's on DJ. Tony's phones. <laughs> oh. See, I got it right. See, yeah, I know you, you right. DJ. You got, it, you got it right. Amazing. There's no hiding okay, from so, us there, DJ. I, I know, really. So, um, with this, here, there's so many. I don't know where to begin at here. Um, when you're when when you're setting the temperature, there's different temperature settings on there that you can set like cool, warm, medium or hot or something like that there. And um, the other question is, is there a way, hopefully there may be a way where developers can indeed make a talking curic where uh, a, a person with a visual impairment will know when it's time for it to clean it or uh, other than some kind of light that comes on for somebody that can't see, would there be some kind of sound audible device, audible kind of thing that uh, can be added to it? 
So, you know, let you know where yeah. you clean. Great question. First of all, I mean, you're going to have to somehow incorporate a speaker system. So I don't know how easy or hard that would be to do from a technical standpoint. Difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, second I would of all, say the best option, I would say the best option for knowing when you're going to be needing to clean it is just to make a point of cleaning it regularly. Yep. And yeah, then yeah, the other thing, yeah, sense. this particular model has a cool temperature, which is designed for, like, say, if you were going to do an iced coffee or whatever, or um, you can just keep it on the normal hot setting. So, now are they like when you talk about the 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 shape of it? Is it circular, square? It's like more square, really. It the front is circular, but the back is square. Okay, and the base of it, I'm picturing the base of it would be circular, right? Um, no. Again, it's I call it like a square with a half circle attached to it. That's how I would describe it. That's what the one like my husband has looks like. Yeah, so it's like a square in the back and then the front that has the it's spout and all that. It's yeah. like a half circle, so. Oh. I want, now, one last question. Do they come in different colors? Yes. Yes. I'm sure they do. I wouldn't know. Uh, but, you know, so but, but if Curtis... Let me see if I can order you a pink one. Sounds like it. I... Well, you know, I was just going to say if Curtis Mayfield will let us have our choice of colors, then uh, I can't Keurig, so... Okay, I'll quit with the song okay. references. Now this is now this is this is not DJ. This is Tony. Yes. Now. All right. Now the real Tony. Will the real Tony please stand up? Um, no, she can stay yes. sat down if she wants. Okay. Okay, but my question is with the um, the cups. Now you said you put the cups in there, and you can't put the hole in them before you put the cup in there, or you have to wait till you put the cup in the top and then put it in there. Then and then it just makes a hole itself. So the it makes a hole itself. So you put the little pod in there, and then when you press the lid down, it pierces the top of the and the bottom of the uh, pod. So okay. it does it for All you. All right. Okay. So you don't have to worry oh. about that. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you. You well, are welcome. Thank you. Yep. All right, who is next? Let's go back over to Zoom. Do we have anybody over here? Um, yes, we do. Juan Medina. Medina Juan. Or is it Medina, Medina. actually? Yeah. Joss has always said a Medina, but I don't know. How do we say your last name, Juan? Um, good morning. Um, yeah, it's Medina. You're right. All right. <laughs> I have a question. Um, so I don't have a Keurig, but... Um, but uh, my girlfriend's family does, but um, Alicia does. But my question is, so when you clean the Keurig, and I get how you clean it now, but do you um, do you put the Keurig like inside the sink and then run the water? Because it's going to spill all over if you keep it on the counter, I, I'm assuming, right? Or how does that work? No. no. So no, you, no, no, no. you would put a cup under it when you, okay. just like if you were making coffee. Yes, I guess I just I was put a like, cup wait. under it and then take the cup to the sink and dump it down the drain um, and wash the cup. Okay. when you're running that water through. 
Okay, and make yeah, sure you wash like, the cup when you're done with it too, because it's gonna yeah. have vinegar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was like, I was like, wait a minute, how do you, what, what do you do? I thought maybe you put it over the sink or no, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you. You're welcome. And one of the thing the thing has too, I forgot to mention, just with that movable plate. Um, if you have a really tall cup, you can take the plate off the machine to place the cup underneath it if you have a really tall thermos cup. But for most things, you'll be fine with just the regular design thing there. So, All right. Thank you, Juan. And who's next? On either side. Um, Tony We has... don't have any in Zoom. Okay. So. Thanks, Angela. All have... right. Tony um, has her hand up again. Um all right, I'm going to need some frosted flakes after this with Tony the Tiger, but. Uh... Oh, wait a minute, not anymore. Okay, I don't know what She might have there. gone to mute as you uh, were moving her back to the audience. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've seen that happen. So nobody well, else. So we don't have any then. No. Okay. Well, you know, DJ, he is so lucky. I got to mention because everybody wanted to be like him when they grew up this morning. You know, Travis wanted to be DJ. I. Oh, oh wait a minute. Is that the wrong kind of DJ? It is. Yes. Oh. Oh. Oh dear. Anyway. So with that, why don't we actually have some sanity or just regular tea and uh, let's go over the pond to Twinkling Tory. You can have sanity. I've got a Christmas chai tea. That works as a sanity, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> Not what you meant? Okay. No. <laughs> anyway, so you can get a couple of different types of kettles for making your tea. There are some that go on top of a stove. Um, I do not recommend those for people who have no vision because pouring from a kettle when you are um, unable to see where you're aiming the spout does require you to have your hand quite near to that spout and with the ones that you have on the stove um, that's not possible to do without burning your hand. So the kind that I use and that I would recommend to anybody who wants to make tea is um, a um, electric kettle which you can get ones with cords and one that are considered cordless that slot into a little base and they are basically like jugs with uh, lids on that have little switches just below the handle to turn them on uh, so you would fill it up to the fill line with your cold water from the tap or via, or using a jug if you would prefer you can use a smaller jug to fill the big kettle jug if you want, which is what I recommend if you've got one that's a corded kettle, um, because it's easier than trying to make sure that the cord stays out of the way of the tap. Um, then you flick this little switch that's underneath the handle and wait for it to boil. While the kettle is boiling, you can then put what you want in your cup, your tea, um, if you take it, milk and sugar. You can even use this method to make coffee if you don't have any fancy machines for that. And <clears throat> Sue is probably going to cringe when I say this, but it is okay to put the milk in first. Uh, it's popularly considered not to be okay, but when you have no vision, it's easier to judge the milk level um, if you do it that way, 
um, if you are adding milk than it is if you do it the other way around because the liquid level indicators do not help very much if you are using one of those. And it's also very um, difficult to judge your water level um, in that well accurately enough when it's hot water without burning yourself. So if you add the milk in first, it does two things. It slightly cools that water so that uh, when you added it, it's going to be more tolerable for using your finger if you want to check your le liquid level that way. Um, or it makes it easier to know that when that liquid level indicator starts to beep, you can stop pouring. And then you just basically mix everything up in your cup. And if you use the tea bag, you take that out. If you are using tea leaves, then you want to be using some kind of um, bag or um, infuser bowl or of some description to put those in so that you don't have to try and scoop out the tea leaves from your um, cup or end up drinking them because we don't want that. Um, in which case you would put a small spoonful of the leaves into your little infuser or the special bags you can get that work like infusers. Put that in, in, play, in the beginning when you would normally put your cup, uh, your um, tea bag in there, in your cup. Leave it to brew for, depending on the strength you want your um, herbal tea to be, anything from two minutes to about five. And then you take, pop out the little bowl, uh, infuser bowl, run that under the cold tap so it's cold enough for you to touch properly. And then um, you can throw the tea leaves in wherever, either if you're storing them somewhere to make use of them for um, some kind of craft project or in the or put them in the um, compost or if you have a um, some kind of other place that you put any food waste items they can go in there otherwise they would just go in the bin and then you can just go back give your cup another stir and you have your tea um, you can also do something similar with either the tea bag or the um, in the bowl for the infuser for a teapot um, where you would just pour the water in with the tea bag or the uh, little bowl and leave it to brew. But you would not then add the sugar and milk if you're putting it in a teapot. Now, when you're pouring with the kettle, what you want to do to make sure that you're actually pouring into the cup is to position the spout of the kettle near the edge of the cup using your hand, your hand that's not holding the handle to judge where it is and then pour it slowly because if you do it too fast it's going to splash over and um, as soon as you either reach the level where your finger is marking or your liquid level indicator beeps stop pouring put your kettle back and you're done. All right. Very good. Very good. And, um, well, I'll just say, um, that, uh, that definitely sounds very good. Yeah, I know it's more complicated than yours. 
And those of you, by the way, on um, uh, Desi's Diner will, from last a couple weeks ago, will appreciate this sound that you are about to hear. And, um, of course, do we have any questions in the meantime? None here in Zoom. Any over in Clubhouse? Wilkin? Ah, you've got a stovetop cap. No, no one has their hands raised. All right. That is the sound of a stovetop kettle whistling. Yes, it is. And uh, I got it, especially for Desi's Diner a couple weeks ago. So um, (laughs) we have pouring coffee, we have tea, we have pan sizzling. Who knew? Anyway. That is the sound you will want to listen for if you are using a stovetop kettle. Um, But if you are using an electric one, you'll just hear the water bubble and then it will click itself off. You will just hear, most of the time they just have a click, though some will have a little ding, but most of the time it's just a little click. And then the Mm -hmm. switch will flick to the off position. I think I like the click better. Oh, we have a question? All right. Yep. In Zoom, we have a question. Kayla. Hey, Kayla. Who's going to hey. be up next anyway? So, um, I was just curious, does your electric kettle, does it whistle at all? Or do you just hear it boiling? Uh, just hear it boiling, and then it gives a click when it's done. Okay. I was just curious of that. The, cool. the whistle sound is really cool, and that is the one reason that I did at one point try with the um, stovetop kettle, because <clears throat> I like the noise. Um, but I found it was really difficult to... Um, position the spout for pouring without burning my hand because those get just so hot whereas the the electric kettles are um, plasticky and don't tend to be quite as hot perfect awesome thanks all right well folks she has condescended to talk to us mortals today i'm surprised she just doesn't (laughs) talk about how to clean her coffee machines with waving her hand but I, <laughs> I gotta keep because some she likes to, here. She oh, likes okay. to do things the old-fashioned way, or maybe she wants to do it with with her special goddess powers and make us mortals do all the hard work. Maybe. <laughs> well, on that point, she's gonna tell us how to make uh, coffee, ladies and gentlemen. Kayla, there is awesome. one question before you get to oh. coffee. Oh, okay, so, go ahead, Abraham Vast. Abraham. Hi. Um, I was just going to say that there is electric kettles that does whistle. Oh, there are um, ones that do, yeah, but my yeah. one doesn't. Yeah, there are. <laughs> I had a Rasab, so I did. Yeah. Oh, is that the brand that will? Yes. Okay. And... I knew that there were some that did. Um, this, some will whistle, some will give a little um, jingly ding or just a ping, and some will just click. Mine is only a cookwork one, a cookworks one, which is not the most expensive of types of kettle, and it just does the click. Um, what's but I nice now know which the, one I need to buy. What's nice about the electric ones, if you have low vision and at night, there's some that has uh, like a light underneath it. So yes. it's easier. Yeah. yeah. My one does do that, I think. Um, 
the, some of the electric kettles. So if you're low vision, but not total, um, they will, some of them will light up. Some it's just literally near the base. There's a bit of a light, but yes. others, I actually had one one time that the whole thing, when it was, when it was boiling, um, as it boiled, it, it would light, it light up blue. That's cool. That was kind of cool. Yeah. All right. And uh, Abraham gave me some very delicious recipes, by the way, including a chocolate cake that has Milky Ways as part of the frosting, as well as chocolate buttons. I did mm. see the recipes. I haven't had a proper look at them, but the, the, judging by the titles, they look interesting. Yes, they do. So, all right. And... Do you have any other hands before we move on to Kayla? Yep. That's what I was going to ask. No, not in Zoom. Nope. In Clubhouse either. All right, then Kayla. Awesome. And I um, am not actually going to make coffee because I already had coffee and I'm in my office today doing this. Um, so I brought both my coffee maker and my iced tea maker. Um, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to talk about both or just the oh, one. So I'll get both. started with. Okay, so I'll get started with the coffee maker. Um, so I have a Mr. Coffee Maker. Um, and it, this one's probably about three years old. I will say my previous one I probably had for 18 years. Um, and I had to buy a new one because I dropped and broke the carafe, not because there was anything wrong with the machine, but then I could not find a craft that fit that machine because it was so old. They didn't make that shape anymore. So I've had a lot of good luck with these machines. And my previous one was also a coffee maker or a Mr. Coffee. So um, this one is oval shaped um, from the top to the bottom is kind of oval shaped. Um, at the front, there is a cutout um, with a hot pad, if you, a hot plate on the bottom. You can feel your coffee maker and it's like a circle and the base of your carafe fits directly onto that. And like I said, this is a, the coffee maker does have a glass craft because you're putting hot liquid in it and it's on that hot plate. So um, you're gonna want, I, I've, I've never seen a plastic one, I should say. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I've just never seen it. Um, at the top, there is a lid um, that opens up. Um, this one opens on the right-hand side, has a little tab. You lift it up, and it goes to the left. My old one had the tab in the front, and it lifted up towards the back. So two different you know, models, different, a little bit different. Um, working from the front to the back of the machine, I have it open. Um, there's a basket. Um, there's this little arm that moves that you have to move towards the back. It's it's kind of in the pretty much in the center of the machine at the back of the basket. And in order to get your basket out, you have to move that to the side. Um, the basket has little handles. You can pick it up and then you can take it over the trash and dump out. Or um, I usually dump mine onto a cookie sheet and dry my coffee grounds out because I use them for crafting. Um, they're great for texturing paint. Um, so when you're making your coffee, um, you have to put a coffee liner in the coffee maker to put your grounds in, a coffee filter. Um, and it, it's kind of the same shape as a cupcake liner, just way bigger. And um, there's little itty bitty holes that the water can go through, but your coffee grounds really shouldn't be able to go through. So um, when you are making your coffee, the first thing you would do is you would put in that um, coffee filter. Um, and this will depend on your machine. There are a couple different shapes of coffee filters. 
Mine look like the, like I said, like the cupcake liners, they have ones that are more cone shaped. So if you have a coffee maker and it's brand new, um, typically they'll come with them, but that'll kind of help you figure out which ones you need to buy. And this is a 12 cup coffee maker. Um, so I would put my coffee filter in the, in the basket and I moved that little arm back towards the back. And then I would scoop my grounds, my coffee grounds directly into that coffee filter. And for me, I put about two, or sorry, four heaping tablespoons because I like it strong. And again, it's a big one. Um, and then I also like putting cinnamon in my coffee. I always put cinnamon in my coffee. So then I will take my cinnamon and I'll just shake some in there. I don't measure that. I just, I just sniff it and I'm like, oh, it smells, it smells like good. Or, oh, that smells like it needs a little bit more. So it's kind of up to your your taste there. Sounds like me when I'm baking. That's the right amount. Yep. It smells good. <laughs> so, and then behind this little arm and where the basket is, is an open area. Um, and this is the where you're going to put water. Um, and in the back of mine, it has a little slit. So I know I need to have my water line below that slit or else it's going to come out the back of the machine. And the way I fill my coffee maker is I bring the carafe, I bring it over to the, um, the sink and I have a reverse osmosis system. So I fill the carafe with my reverse osmosis system. So and if I can stop I you for just, to fill, just a yep. second there, Caleb, we have some people that are unmuted. So if everybody can double check their mute status, so don't play, por favor, please. That'd be very much appreciated. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Herbie. It, it gets distracting when you're talking and you hear other things going on. So thank you very much, Herbie. So I use the craft itself to measure out my water and to bring it to my, my machine because my, my sink and my coffee maker are on the opposite sides of the kitchen. And then I would just take it at, and pour it into that back area. I really like this coffee maker because that pouring area in the very back is, is pretty large. Um, I've had a, the, my previous one had a bar be in the back and so does my iced tea maker. So I really like this one. Um, when you close the lid, that arm that we moved before and pushed back to the back, you don't have to do anything with that. When you close the lid, it automatically will move that to um, be over the basket again. And so that arm is what pumps the water from the back tank up to, and heats it and then pours it over the coffee grounds, which come out into your pot. Um, I have a Sneka, it's, I think it's called a Sneka cup pot coffee. So if my, if I'm, if I do it quickly, I, while my coffee is being made, I can pull my coffee maker out. I can pour my cup and put it back under and it doesn't leak until, because it, um, the lid of the coffee maker presses up on the base of the basket and that is what causes it to come out. Um, this may not be a feature of yours so I double check before you do that. Um, and then I didn't really go over the face of my coffee maker. Um, it has a little screen. It had the time set. My husband's going to have to reset that because I unplugged it to bring it in here. Um, on the right, you can also set it to like to automatically make coffee. So I could set this up the night before and um, wake up and um, there's a button you push that, you know, when I go to bed and it'll set the timer, the preset timer. And um, when I wake up in the morning, there'll be coffee made. 
Um, I am not that organized. I can't think about, <laughs> so um, I'm typically making it half asleep and I really need to start doing that. Um, and then on the right-hand side of my machine is a giant button. And this is the start button and it's the biggest button on here. So you can sleepily quickly find that and it has a little line across the top of it um, to kind of just indicate, I guess, go, I don't know. So um, that's kind of the coffee maker that I have. Um, I also have an iced tea maker. And the reason I brought out my iced tea maker is because I experimentally realized I can make iced coffee or iced tea in this machine. Um, so this one did not, I don't know what the brand is. Um, it doesn't say it on the machine directly. I did get it at Bath and Body Works with a coupon. So yay, I think I got it for like $15. I think they usually run about probably 30, 35. Um, and like any machine that you get for your kitchen, you're gonna have a wide variety of prices. Um, you can get a coffee maker for $15, but you can also spend $200 on a coffee machine. Um, and, and it's all drinkable to me, I'm not picky. Or over a thousand. Yeah, <laughs> for a really fancy one that like does all the bells and whistles, yep. So I'm gonna move on to the iced tea maker. It's pretty similar shape. Um, to my coffee maker, it's oval. It again has that cutout where um, you can put the carafe into it. This one does not have a hot plate at the bottom. It does, however, have a little circular indention for the bottom of your craft to go into. This one is plastic, which is good because as you've, you've heard earlier, I broke the glass one on the other one. Um, and it, again, it has a lid that you can take on and off of it. Um, the container itself has two lines. It has a water fill line and an ice fill line. I can't see that. So I have a piece of Tupperware um, that is tall and square. And I just make a huge chunk of ice in that. And that has worked out perfectly. I would say it's probably two cups of um, water that I freeze in there and that I just put in the freezer. And then I pop it out of there and I slide it into here. Um, so I don't have to use up all our ice from our ice maker when I do it. This machine does have the tab in the front to lift up the lid. And we have the same type of setup where in the front we have a basket. Um, the iced tea maker has two different types of baskets it comes with. Um, one, you can take a filter and you can put it in it, um, just like in my coffee maker. Um, and I can either put coffee or loose leaf tea in there. Um, it has a secondary one that I don't use for coffee, but I will use for tea. And it's a, it's a reusable filter. And the reason I don't use it for coffee and tea is I don't want my tea to really taste like coffee. And I feel like the reusable filter kind of would leave more of a flavor on it. Um, so in this remover, this um, removable reusable filter, I can just put loose leaf tea in there. I can leave that out and just put tea bags in where I would put the um, the other the coffee filter, and I don't need to put anything in there other than the tea bags. This one also has um, the the area in the very back to fill water, and this is a much smaller area to fill my water. So I typically will use I have a like a a gallon um, water um, container 
And I usually use that to fill this because it's a lot smaller of an area and I'm able, it has a, that container has a, a larger spout on it. So less spillage. Um, this specific model does not have the little arm on it like my coffee maker did. Instead, that pump um, is it's on the lid, on the inside of the lid of the machine. So when you pull, put down the lid and you lift up the lid, there's this bar that goes across the lid that slides up and down the lid. And that is where my hot water comes out for this machine. Um, on the front of the machine is a knob. So I can say I want a low brew or high brew. There's one, two, three, four different settings, levels of, um, of uh, like strength. And then on the right hand side towards the back, is a single button and it's this big huge button that you push in and your tea slash coffee starts making and that is pretty much it this is not a sneak a cup so i have to wait until this is completely brewed before i can take this off or else it's going to go everywhere on my on my counter so i think that's about it and i could take questions for anything i didn't explain very well and the price range thing applies to all the different things we've mentioned here because yeah. everything, kettles and the different types of coffee makers and everything, as you can get ones that are only going to cost you like $20, $30 kind of thing. And then you can get some that's going to cost you several hundred. A thousand. Yeah. I've never had a, a cup of coffee um, in, a, in a residential home in a $1,000 machine. So I can't say that that's going to be better than my $30, or $40 machine. I know that water isn't, uh, water for tea doesn't taste any better brewed in a $20 kettle than it does in a $50 one, for example. So yeah. yeah. And I always use filtered water reverse osmosis and that is because I know our water here in Arizona is very hard and I wouldn't drink it in a glass so I'm not going to put it in my coffee and or in my tea so yeah if you're of, in a hard water area then it is an idea to do that plus my husband went through all the trouble of installing it for me so I might as well get as much use out of it as possible yeah that too all right, so do we have any questions on either uh, platform? Not here in Zoom. No questions in Clubhouse? I guess I did right. a good job then. I yeah, I guess so. Oh. That's what I like to think anyway. No. Stephanie you... has a question. No, oh, Stephanie okay. has a question. Stephanie, yes. So what kind, what kind of coffee maker are you using? I mean... The... So this is a Mr. Coffee is the brand and it is a drip coffee maker. It's what it's called. Mm. Because it drips down into the pot. Wow, that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. You know, they should write a song about Mr. Coffee because they wrote about Mr. Clean, you know. And, uh... Yeah, they should. <laughs> Mr. Coffee probably does have a song out there somewhere. And what happened to Mrs. Coffee? That's what I want to know. All right. Mrs. You might Coffee not want to. Clean. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's who Mrs. Potts is. Maybe. <laughs> the late Mrs. Potts now, unfortunately. But, yeah. Uh, 
All right. Well, on that note, folks, just real quick, next week we'll be back in the kitchen. At least I will be. And I'll be making pumpkin well, pasties. Yeah, I will be as well, because yeah. I'll be making pumpkin pasties too. Oh, well, hey, you and I should do a call together sometime. Oh, wait hey, a minute. Maybe do. we should. Isn't that a great idea? Yeah. Why didn't we think of that? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that's that. And then. Um, following uh, the following week, I don't know what we're doing. Is oh, I think we're having that's when Patty comes back. No, Colby. Colby. Oh yes, Colby. All right. Sorry, Colby. I I love you actually. Um, I don't know whether I'm coming or going, guys. I've got two demos in the test. I know what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Colby is the following week. That's going to be a great interview, guys. If you want to learn about rabbit stew. Well, come to the call. Well, stew in general. Stew in general, yes. But we actually do discuss rabbit stew yes, on you, yes. the call. Rabbit stew is discussed. Um, and also, but the the topic was ba- was a, originally because of beef stew. Yes. But and the fall. And do you know what's happening the week after that? Um, is that one, uh, Patty? No, that is when Kayla's coming back. Oh, okay, okay. Patty's the week after again. All right. Have so many guests. And then I'm back in the kitchen for, uh, for pumpkin, pie. pumpkin pie. So uh, there you go. Good thing you have a keeper there. I think so. Well, At least I think, one of us knows what we're doing. I think so. Yeah, I'm glad they do. And um, <laughs> Kayla's looking to become a permanent part of this call, too. This will be her third guest appearance. Only Patty. Patty's only second. And... Uh, Okay, anyway, so yes, next week is Pumpkin Pasties, followed by Colby, and um, she's got an amazing, well, if you've heard any interviews with Colby, you know how amazing they are, you know, and yes, I do incorporate the topic of NASCAR into the interview as well, so um, just all sorts of little things to keep you all interested. Then the following week, Kayla is going to talk about Flan. Then Patty is going to talk about Schwann's, a service that I have not used in a number of years. But uh, they have a lot of really good food. And then pumpkin pie, right in time for the just holiday in time season. For Thanksgiving. So, exactly. So that's what we got throughout the month of uh, remaining of October and November. Coming up for you all, though, next hour, it's the Neighborhood Coffee Clatch. I will expect to see every one of you both on Zoom and Clubhouse there. And With if your you're... coffee or tea, whichever you just made yourself. Yep. And if you're not, well, then I will cry. And uh, you don't want that. No, actually, I won't. But, uh... um... And then <laughs> tomorrow is Recipe Swap with Sheila. So, um... Hope you'll join her for that. And, uh... On I Clubhouse. believe she's talking about trick, uh, she's talking about Halloween type recipes. I think because oh, I think the topic scary, is trick or treat. Yep, yep, she is. And then I imagine I've not checked to see if it's available as a replay in Clubhouse, but Courtney just did a call on enchiladas. Okay, I did not get a chance to hear that one. I'm going to go listen to the replay because I was busy, unfortunately. Sorry, Courtney, but uh, I hosted it. You hosted it. All right. So, um, you didn't warm your, warm your window that call, too, because Courtney might need a good schedule keeper. That's me. She's got Kayla for that. Oh, okay. 
She's got Kayla, you've got me. All right. Funny how the crafty people are so crafty to work their way into the other calls. That's because we we get plenty of practice organizing things. We're trying to organize our craft supplies. All right. Food, food is a crafty type thing. You have to be creative. Exactly. Well, it is a crafty. Why do you think you have the craft company? You know, their macaroni and cheese. Exactly. And there you sauce go. And yeah. yeah. See? See? I just proves it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to Diane for moderating in Clubhouse. Thank you, Kayla, for both making an appearance and connecting the two. Thank you, Angela, artistic Angela, I should say, for hosting in Zoom. Thank you, Twinkling Tori, for co-facilitating. Thank you, everybody else, for listening. Whether you're thank listening, thank you, Herbie, for for facilitating and streaming. Yes, uh, you're welcome. 